you're a parent, a student, or a staff member that takes Northern Nevada high school sports seriously. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. If it's high school sports in Northern Nevada, we're not only talking about it, we're right in the middle of it. News and information you can trust. Let's do this. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. And now your host, Michael Reeves. This is the Battleborn Preps Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Reeves. And today, we finalize our countdown to kickoff series for Northern Nevada High School football in the 5A. This week, we have the Reno Huskies. We talk to great people such as Coach Ellen. We talk to Nico Amari. We talk to Carson Darby. And we talk to quarterback Hayden Parga, all with very interesting perspectives on not only what they've dealt with in their high school careers, but what they're going to see this year. I'm not going to talk as much to this podcast. I just want you to hear these incredible interviews. And we appreciate you all for listening to our Countdown to Kickoff podcast. If you guys would like to continue listening, we should have a weekly podcast, whether that be predictions, um, playoff outlook, special guest. Please make sure to continue listening to the Battleborn Preps podcast. And here is head coach Jason Allen. Here with Jason Elin, head coach of the Reno Huskies. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Uh, we're going to kind of do position-by-position breakdowns here. Uh, one of the positions last year that we saw a lot of production from with Hayden Parga, um, are we going to see more from him this year, or is there a new guy up at the helm? Absolutely. So first got to correct you because if I don't, my, my parents will be angry, my grandparents will be angry. It's actually Ellen. It sounds like E-L-L-E-N. No problem. I've been called much worse, Michael. Um, so Hayden Parga, uh, returning quarterback, last year shared time with uh, Rocco Granieri. Um, real excited about, about Hayden and his development in the offseason. Uh, he's really investing a lot of time uh, as we've been going through double days. Uh, he is uh, our starting quarterback going into the season, and uh, we're real excited about his opportunity to uh, be productive for us. We switch over to the running back position. Uh, we saw a lot from Anson last year. Uh, who can we look to this year? Yeah, so uh, we feel like running back is probably our deepest position, and, and, and this will be my 29th year coaching. It's the deepest group of running backs that we've had. Um, Nico Amari was a first-team all-region player last year. Uh, really, from about the middle of the season on, he just just took off and, and, and just had a great second half of the season. Uh, behind Nico is another senior by the name of Jed Summers. Uh, Jed had an outstanding summer. Uh, great blocking back for us a year ago, but we feel real confident in his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and to run the ball as well. Uh, then we got uh, three juniors. Uh, Jackson Sellers, who was a starter for us on defense last year, be playing both sides of the ball. He'll be working at running back. Breck Worthen also making the transition from JV. Uh, had a great JV team season a year ago, and he'll be a, a varsity running back for us. And then Champ Notice. Uh, as well as is getting some reps, so we're real excited about the depth that we have. They're all different, but they all uh, all are going to help be productive for us, help the team. Now we talked about that quarterback and running back position, but 
The person catching the ball primarily is usually a receiver or tight end. Last year you had a lot of seniors on staff. Uh, maybe some youth at that position? You know, uh, I, I would say it's kind of a balance. Uh, we, we've got uh, a, a returning senior in Drew Dutton um, who we feel will be uh, one of the biggest surprises in northern Nevada. Uh, ex exceptional athlete, uh, great body control, runs great routes, high football IQ. Uh, we've got big, big, big expectations for Drew. We've got a couple other seniors. Uh, Drew Martinez will work in the slot. Uh, and uh, Billy Fisher outside. Uh, Jack Adams is, is a senior who will be working at tight end for us. So we've got a group of seniors, and then we've got some young guys. We've got uh, uh, Colton Olet uh, is, is, a, is a rising junior. Cody Fisher, a rising junior. Chris Winters, a rising junior. Uh, so there's really kind of a balance of, of seniors and senior leadership with some young guys. Now we talk about uh, the generational talent that always comes into uh, these schools. You know, you always hear those names with certain programs. Uh, you talked about Olette. Well, let's go over to the offensive line where you had a great brother there, Matt, graduate recently. Uh, MacArthur and Taos also graduated last year. Uh, what are we going to see from a line that, Looks like it may have two seniors on it, but some youth as well. Absolutely. Uh, excited about our offensive line. Uh, we know that we can't be a finesse football team. We need to be able to run the ball to be successful. Um, you know, good teams. I've got a coach says this all the, all the time. Championship football teams can run the ball. Championship teams can stop the run. So those are big areas of priority for us. Um, Carson Darby, uh, in our opinion, is... Uh, probably the best lineman in northern Nevada. He had an exceptional season last year as a junior. He's a three-year letterman, and uh, we have very high expectations for uh, Carson. Um, certainly it was tough losing Matt, but Carson will take the leadership on the line. Uh, I've got a senior in Colby Long. We feel like Colby has had a great off-season of development, and uh, he's ready. And, you know, I'm watching linemen work over there with Coach Ramos right now. We've got a hungry group of juniors and a few seniors as well. George Gonzalez is a senior who we expect to help us out. Colton Vance is a senior. And then I've got juniors in Burton Isles, uh, Matt Gavon, Luis Damon, Reese Reynolds. Uh, just, a, you know, we feel like we're probably 9, 10, 11 deep on the line, and we're excited about them. We switch over to the defensive side. You've coached with some guys that really value line play in Blair Roman and Jim Schnelling. Uh, we we talked about Carson Darby. Uh, could we see some huge things from him on the defensive side as well? You know, there's a real good chance that Carson Darby's going to play D-line in college. Um, you know, certainly that'll be for someone else to decide. But, yeah, Carson will be fantastic on the D-line. Uh, we're excited about his leadership there. Uh, Nate Romine is a, a returning senior player for us that we feel is going to be very, very productive. Um, Jed Summers will double at running back and work on the D-line. Kyle Kant. Uh, and we, you know, we got some juniors in, in Peter Freilich and uh, Graham Lemons. Uh, just a variety of guys that we feel real, real confident that these guys are going to get better. You know, it's as nice as it is to win ball games in August, we know it's going to be about how we're playing in, in October. And, and I tell kids all the time, we got to get 1% better. And that's each and every day we come out, we got to find a way to get 1% better. Talk about that 1% getting better. Uh, your guys, 
it seems like every position have a plethora of a, a good singer to uh, a pretty good junior. You've got some younger guys. Uh, your linebacking core looks no different. Uh, you got a guy here in uh, that played inside linebacker that was a sophomore last year, champ. Uh, so, so what does it mean to have that depth? And then talk about those linebackers. So. First and foremost, we feel like uh, linebacker has more depth than it did a year ago. We're really excited about that. Champ Notice uh, had an outstanding sophomore season for us. He led the team in tackles, and we're, uh, we're just real excited about his, his development and uh, high expectations for him. And then we got guys around him and seniors Jack Adams, uh, senior Aiden Palmer, uh, junior Colton Olette, junior uh, Jackson Hernandez, uh, just more depth than we had a year ago, and uh, we feel like those guys are going to be solid for us in the linebacking area. We moved to the secondary, uh, again, that youthful movement of Jackson Sellers and guys of that nature. What can we see from a Husky secondary? Great question. So uh, we had we had some some solid guys in the secondary a year ago. We lost a couple of outstanding corners in Landon Keller, um, uh, and uh, Zach Zach Major was outstanding for us also. So um, obviously, you know, filling those shoes is going to be difficult. Jackson comes back. We have another safety in Carlos Melendez and, and feel like that Carlos has really grown up and, and showing some great development. Um, feel like Carlos will, will, will bring leadership for us. Um, and then on the corners, we've got Billy Fisher working back there. Uh, we've got uh, Drew Dutton work back there. Gavin Hansen's working back there. Uh, Drew Martinez, guys that are working their tails off. Breck Worthen is also going to add depth at safety. Um, you know, we're probably anywhere from seven, eight, nine guys in the secondary. We brought a sophomore up. We're taking a look at by the name of uh, London Dysart Bates. The kids are working. They're getting better, and that's what it's about each day is getting better. Our last question on the positional breakdowns, but I feel is very key when you're talking about uh, position breakdowns. Your guys' uh, special teams, it's always key when you're talking about who wins the game when it comes to special teams. What can we see from not just the kicking and punting units, but also uh, returners? Sure. So, I mean, we need to be special on special teams, and we invest the time on special teams on a daily basis. Um, you know, I don't have just one returner. I've got a number of guys that, that we're assessing right now. Drew Dutton's getting a look at, at returner, Billy Fisher, Jackson Sellers, Drew Martinez. There's a handful of guys, and we still have to make those decisions. Um, but I'll tell you, I'm blessed with the coaching staff. I, I just feel very fortunate at all three levels. i got a great group of guys. They all are coaching different responsibilities, and uh, they're going to get us ready in all three phases of the game, and uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the season. Uh, we got a lot of work to do, but we are uh, trying to make strides every day. We'll get, a, we'll get into some of the more personal questions reflecting on last year and then uh, kind of talking about this year and then just some more other topics. Uh, last year you, you came in, uh, you have, as you said, a great coaching staff and the continuity at Reno has always just kind of been key. What does it mean to have those guys, like you, like you mentioned a little bit, automatically have the buy-in in this program so so there's been a number of outstanding coaches that have been here at reno high school and um i think i think one of the challenges on my end uh, and again i've been very blessed is you know when you're losing some veteran coaches who've not only been part of 
football coaching and coaching other sports, the guys who were inside the building and teaching for a number of years, um, you know, trying to find good coaches that understand that, that our job as coaches is a lot different than, you know, we're not just here to win football games, right? We're here to develop young men, you know, develop boys into young men, develop young men into men and give them a foundation for life that hopefully is going to allow them to find success. Uh, I've got a great staff on the varsity. Um, feel very, very blessed. I've got uh, two outstanding coordinators, defensive coordinator C.J. Winch, offensive coordinator John Dutton. Um, you know, those guys are doing a tremendous job. Eric Ramos is doing a fantastic job with the line. Chauncey Fagan, Logan Hutcherson are doing a great job on the D-line. John McNeil, who played up at the University of Nevada, is coaching our linebackers. Ty Smith played some college football. He's a Damani Ranch grad. He's coaching our running backs. Mike Kelly's my strength coach and coaching receivers. Um, and, and I miss it. So Kelvin Howell and Carson Pitts are working in the secondary. We're just so, so blessed to have all these guys here. Um, and then I've got a great JV staff and a great freshman staff, and, and uh, they're helping us get better. This is, a, this is a school with a lot of tradition that's not lost on me. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that football was not going to die during COVID and, and die on my watch as some of the veteran coaches have, have moved away from the profession and, and are no longer coaching. And I've just been surrounded by a great group of men that, that are helping kids develop and get better, and I'm very fortunate. Now we talked to Coach Hummel about that youth movement of head coaches coming into the area. You may be a new head coach here, but you've been in the area quite a while now, uh, coaching with guys like Jim Schnelling, coaching with guys like Blair Roman, both guys that, I mean, we all have gobs of respect for. Uh, what have what did you take from those guys and how did it set you up for your role today yeah great question so football coaches i learned this many many years ago we're really good at at borrowing and stealing ideas you know i mean the the it's, there's not too many guys who can say they invented the wheel in football um but uh, i've been blessed to be around a lot of guys who have strengths in different areas and have allowed me to grow as a person as a man um even as a husband and father, and, and, and then as a teacher and a coach. And, uh, you know, my time at North Valley's, you know, was very brief with, with, uh, with Coach Roman, but I had a number of coaches that, uh, that are friends of mine, that I have tremendous respect, that I coach with out at North Valley's. Uh, a number of guys, including Coach Snelling, uh, out at, up at McQueen High School, um, and guys that I coach with up there on his staff for the number of years I was there. And quite honestly, in the short time that I was around Coach Avancino uh, on the football field and Brian Worthen and, and Joe Max Sellers and a number of other guys, you know, there's always ways to grow, you know. And I think, I think when we decide that we know it all and we can't grow anymore, it's time to hang it up and say we're done. So this is going to be my 29th year. Uh, I know I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a spring chicken. There's a lot of young coaches around. There's a lot of young coaches with great ideas, and I can learn from them. Um, I'm kind of a dinosaur in some of the ways, but uh, uh, it's, it's, I'm still having fun, and that's why I'm doing it. You talk about uh, being a dinosaur in some of the ways. This is one I asked uh, a couple of the coaches I always find interesting. Back when you started coaching, what's something, this is a, kind of a two-pronged question, what's something that 
your happy has evolved and changed as far as it could be practice, games, exchanging film, uh, a multitude of things. What's ha- what are you happy has changed in the 20 plus years that you've been around? And what's something that you uh, are are one that you're glad to see and one that you're not so glad to see? Sure. I'll, get, I'll give you a few. I mean, first of all, technology has, has evolved and, and so... Um, the ability to watch game film and break down game film and be efficient has certainly got better with with programs like Huddle, uh, and there's a, there's other programs out there, but that's what we use. Um, I'll tell you something this year that I was excited about is that for the first time in a long time, we've had a school calendar that's actually allowed us in the Washoe County School District to come out for two weeks and prepare kids the way. I learned as a player and the way I learned as a young coach where we could come out here and actually have double days and run a bit of a fall camp. Um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'll tell you the other thing, kids are kids, you know, and, and, and we live in different times, but kids are kids. And if we reach out to them in the right way and we hold the expectations high, um, kids, kids want to rise to that expectation. They want to please their teachers. They want to please their coaches, and 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 that's awesome. As far as things, you know, maybe on the other side, um, you know, it's, it's the last couple of years were hard. COVID testing has made things very challenging. The air quality has made things very challenging, um, and and those are things that certainly have to be taken into consideration. Knock on wood. Thus far this year, we're not dealing with that kind of stuff. Uh, we're just excited about the 2022 fall campaign here at Reno High School. I know there's coaches throughout the area that feel the same way, and we're just uh, we're just looking forward to getting on the field and starting to compete. One of the reasons I love to get out to practice early, you always pick up something from uh, one coach one way or another. Uh, I loved your speech in there. You were talking about how nothing is as it's planned. Uh, think there's always adversity. There's always a hiccup. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, metaphorically sprinklers always break so how do you feel that uh, those lessons not only like you said help your football players think about those adversity moments on the football field but just like you said crafting them into young fine men right so I've been doing this long enough as a teacher and coach that uh, you know I truly understand that I have an opportunity to try and make an impact in their lives and I have an opportunity to teach them some life lessons, life lessons and experiences in my life that have allowed me to grow with wisdom. I don't have all the answers, but I do think I can share some of those wis- that wisdom and life experiences. Um, and, and the message today, you know, we talked about being a great teammate. We talked about the importance of humility in our lives and that we're playing a team, ga- team game. We need to put our teammates um, and our team and our program in front of our own needs. You know, it's very easy to be selfish in this world. And the other message that we talked about, too, is just like you said, things don't always go as planned. And, uh, you know, that's perfect example for me. I'm going out to dinner last night to take my wife out. It's our anniversary this week. I'm, you know, my wife, my wife and I have been married. It'll be 26 years this week. And before I go out to dinner, I'm testing my sprinklers, and I find out I got a major leak in my back lawn. And I told the boys today, you know, I got to go home, and I got to work on that today, and it's going to take me away from things after practice that I would prefer to be doing. But that's just life, you know, and so am I going to let that get me negative? Am I going to let that, you know, affect my attitude around them? That wouldn't be fair to them. So they're going to get 100% of my effort while I'm here, and then I'm going to go home, and we're going to take care of that sprinkler and, and get it done and be ready for the second practice. 
few last questions for you. Uh, this one's a little more controversial, but I've been asking every head coach the whole 4A, 5A question. You know, it's it's tough because, uh, like I said, you've been around Northern Nevada long enough to know that Northern Nevada teams, it's for some sports, you know, wrestling, um, they, they can win state title games. Cross country, they can win state title games. But uh, baseball, they haven't won in 10 years. Football? Uh, you know, Reno has not seen a a monumental playoff moment since the, the famous Douglas-Reno snow game uh, back when Coach Rippey was coaching. So, I mean, what is your take on the whole 4A, 5A topic? Do you think all schools should be up or down? And do you think it should be a sport-by-sport basis? Yeah, so all I can do is share my opinion. And, and you know, I've learned my opinion really doesn't matter a whole lot. You know, there's other people going to make those decisions. I've shared my voice. Um I believe that the, 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 the football programs in Northern Nevada are best suited to go down and compete at the 4A level. And by doing so, um, you know, if, 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 you know, there's so much more than winning a state championship, but, you know, one of the things that, that, that's great in the state of Nevada and so many other places is that you can compete for a state championship. Um, you know, nothing against some of the teams in the South, uh, but, but the opportunities that they have in regards to the size of their schools or maybe the money that they're able to generate through their booster programs or quite honestly the kids that they can recruit not just from the metropolitan Las Vegas area but maybe from kids who are out of the Las Vegas area maybe out of state those are things that don't necessarily happen in Reno Nevada and Sparks Nevada so for 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 many reasons more um, you know Myself and a number of coaches, we do believe that, um, you know, moving to the 4A from a football standpoint is in the best interest of the programs in the north. Um, and I know that that's not going to sit necessarily well with, with all of the coaches in sports. You know, Coach Savage and I have talked. I know that he wants to continue to, to coach at the 5A level. He certainly has the right to do that in the sport of baseball. Um, you know, he's going to make a decision about baseball and, and what's best for baseball in Reno High School in northern Nevada um, for the other baseball programs. But I just I look at football a little bit differently. We know what the Gormans and the Liberties, um, you know, we know the kind of success they're having down there. And, and, and there, there are definitely some differences in those programs than there are in the programs in the north. Our second to last question. Uh, Every team wants to end the year, as we said. You may not win the state title, but at least to play in that game is the goal. Uh, how do you get Reno ready, and not only ready, but how do you get them prepared to have a 2022 successful season to get have a chance in that game? So the uh, first thing I'll tell you is, and, and, and my defensive coordinator, C.J. Winch, deserves a lot of credit with this. We don't have a buy on our schedule this year. We're going to play 10 games in 10 weeks, and that's not easy to do. That's not easy to do. Most teams in northern Nevada, because of the number of teams in the league, have been accustomed to having a buy. Sometimes you have to have a buy late in the season. So we feel from a, from a mental toughest, toughness standpoint, from a perseverance, a resiliency, you know, our kids having to produce on the field each week, that's something that can get us over the hump as far as just getting tougher and being ready to play. Bottom line is any team that's going to have a successful season, you know, you got to stay healthy. You got to be blessed. You got to have some kids that rise up that maybe they aren't in a position to do it early in the season, but they're able to start contributing. And, uh, you know, you just got to get better each week. How we play in, 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 uh, in August and how we play in early September, that doesn't matter nearly as much as it does 
when we are playing games in late September and throughout the month of October. We discussed you've coached a few places here in northern Nevada. You've even co coached in Southern California. When you were named the head coach of Reno football and just reflecting on the last year plus and just seeing what you have in this Reno program, what does it mean to be the Reno football coach? I, uh, I'm very blessed, and uh, I, I try and do a good job of reminding myself that because, like, you know, I mean, we all have days where, you know, things wear, our, wear on you and, uh, you know, you got to, you know, feel like you got not enough hours in the day for everything that needs to be done, but, but I'm blessed, and uh, I'm at a great school, and my previous schools, Valhalla, North Valleys, McQueen, I was blessed to be there too, but I had some circumstances that, that presented an opportunity to come over here, and quite honestly, when I came over here, it was a teaching position. I was excited about a change in my teaching position, and I thought I'd be an assistant coach. Had no idea that a head coaching opportunity would, uh, would, would evolve over here. And it did. And, uh, you know, I'm far enough along in life to know that there's a higher power than, than, than the world we live here. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very gracious to that. Uh, and I just uh, I'm very, very thankful for the blessings that exist in my life. Well, that is head coach Jason Ellen. Thank you so much for the time. Michael, I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Here with Nico Amari. He's going to play running back and may even get some kicking opportunities this year. Nico, last year you guys played a great season. You didn't get to where you wanted to. You know, everybody wants to get to the state title game. How do you guys take last season, come into this year, and just build on it? Um, well, you know, it's really important to just obviously get out here and start practicing, but really just build on um, every day. You know, just get 1% better every day and try to um, – just rally some good days together, and then eventually you build the confidence to, you know, get out and play against some other kids. Now, Coach Ellen's been on the staff a couple of years now, and he's brought a lot of things that you guys have done previously, but he also has brought some new things. Uh, talk about what it is like having a coach like him on the sidelines. Um, well, you know, it's really important to get someone that uh, likes to give positive reinforcement and positive criticism instead of just yelling at you and making you just run and run and run and so he does a good job of um I guess getting us to uh what's it called get sorry um just kind of being positive right yeah just being positive and um making sure we're in the right places we know what we're doing we're um we're just ready, basically. You had a pretty good year last year. Uh, you played a little bit and uh, got some carries there. How do you build on last season from a running back aspect? Because some guys go into the offseason and they say, I want to either be bigger, I want to be faster, or I just need to keep doing some of the same. What is kind of your mentality come off offseason? Uh, well, my biggest mentality is mainly just staying healthy. I've had... Um, I've had some injuries. I was battling injuries um, a little bit last year, and I think just for me, mostly it's staying healthy and make sure, making sure I'm in the best shape that I can be in and just, you know, working my ass off every day. We look to this year. How do you foresee you and your teammates here going uh, based on what you're seeing out here on the practice field? Um, I think we have the potential to be a really, really good team. I think we can be competitive. We can be um, you know, we can rally and maybe even make it to the state title game. Who knows? 
I got a couple of self-reflective questions. In a perfect world, where are you in five years? Um, five years, I'm probably working towards master's degree, honestly. Um, I'm going to TMCC where I should earn an associate's degree this year, which is really nice. And, um, you know, hopefully playing sports in college, that's, you know, getting scholarships, stuff like that. We talk about um, all the different things that you do in life. You have a lot of strengths on this field. What would you say is your biggest weakness, and how can you potentially turn that into a strength? Um, my biggest weakness is probably, I don't know, I would say, you know, it's hard to say. I think it would be, uh, being physical, I guess. I think, um, I think I, I do a good job of, um, like, running through the middle, but I think I need to, you know, get lower, brace for hits more, just do stuff like that. Second to last question we have for you, uh, I just thought of this actually on the fly, but uh, you doing all that academically at TMCC High School and getting your associates so early, uh, how is it balancing that academic side and the athletic side? Um, it's definitely difficult, but it really helps when I have... Um, you know, I, I maintain a schedule, a routine. I can, um, I can just balance my classes and my coursework, and I'm just really just making sure I'm staying on top of it no matter what I'm doing. And last question, uh, what do you feel is the greatest challenge facing high school football athletes today? Um, ah, it's a tough one. I would probably say just the, the relentless amount of uh, practices and work and just everything, um, everything we're doing because we've been out here since I think middle late June and we even started in like late May. And so I think it's just the the constant, you know. Oh, we got practice today. We got practice today. We got practice today. We got we have stuff to be doing. We have just it's it's really relentless and just I think that's probably one of the bigger challenges for sure. Well, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thank you. Here with Carson Darby. He's going to play a little bit offensive line, a little bit defensive line. He's just going to kind of be the jack of all trades when it comes to linemen here. Uh, Carson, thank you so much for joining us. You guys had a good season last year. You got you got some wins, got some losses. You didn't end up, you know, where you ultimately wanted in the state title game. Uh, but how do you take reflections off of last year and kind of motivate yourself, or or maybe just take whatever you're taking from last year and turn it into this year? Well, thank you for having me. And first, I think we had a very young team last year. I think, a, you know, our core guys are returning. So building on, you know, what the seniors left in the, you know, getting more intense and practicing better is what we're going to build on. You guys have had Coach Ellen here for a couple of years now, and he's brought some things that uh, he had it programs prior and he's also kept what has been here at Reno before uh, what do you like about the change of coach Ellen oh I mean keeping the Reno culture is awesome you know what coach a brought and it's keeping that you know grit and hard work and that effort habit it's awesome and it you know it, and he allows alumni to come talk to us and just keeping you know the Reno spirit around is is awesome you play both ways offensively and defensively at the line 
how is it managing? Do I do I try to train more for one, or do I work harder on the other? Or how do you how do you kind of figure that out when it comes to not just out here on the field, but in the film room? I mean, going all out both ways and letting my coaches, you know, determine when to give me breaks, and then film watch, you know, watch all film, watch both sides of the ball, and when you're watching other teams, watching both sides of the ball, you know, learn what they're doing and know what you're gonna do. We look to this year. You guys are obviously trying to compete to get to a state title game, like every team in the North is. How do you guys take that next step and get over the hump? I mean, uh, staying consistent and not being complacent. You know, I feel like last year we had some problems with being complacent after, you know, big win at McQueen. We were complacent next week and lost to Reed. We can't let that happen this year. We got to stay consistent and not be complacent. We, we switched to a couple of reflective questions. In a perfect world, Carson, where are you in five years? Uh, going to law school. I'd like to, you know, play college football after this year, but then I'd like to go to law school and become a lawyer. Now, with all the different things that we see out here on the field, why do you feel the coaches feel you're the best guy to start both ways? Um, I feel like because I show that, I know, I show the qualities of a leader and try and keep intensity up and, you know, I try and raise my teammates, and so I think the coaches see that. For people that don't know you, what would be an interest or hobby that maybe they'd find interesting that they don't know about the guy that they see on Friday Night Lights? I'm a big hooper. I like to play a lot of basketball. So, you know, you see a big guy, you don't think basketball player, but I like to hoop, so. Our second to last question is, you have a lot of strengths, but what would you say is your biggest weakness, and how could you potentially turn that into a strength? Um, being competitive to a fault is definitely my biggest weakness. You know, I get a little intense out there in times that where the intensity is needed. So, you know, turning that you know, intensity and anger into positive encouragement for my teammates would be definitely a way to turn that into a strength. Our last question for you. I've asked every student athlete here in Northern Nevada this one because I feel it's important. What do you feel is the greatest challenge facing high school football athletes today? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, definitely time management in between school and practice. You know, being out. You know, you're at school at 7 in the morning and you're out at practice till 6. So, you know, definitely time management with managing, you know, eating healthy and getting sleep and then doing your schoolwork. Carson, thank you so much for the time. Yep, thank you so much for having me. Here with Hayden Parga, quarterback of the Reno Huskies. First of all, how does that feel just hearing that, starting quarterback of the Reno Huskies? Um, you know, I'm pretty excited. I've grown up playing on the Huskies since I was in third grade, and um, a lot of these kids on the team are my brothers. Um, and we're really just family, so I'm excited to be a senior this year and um, just starting as well, like you said. Hayden, you guys won some games last year. You lost some games. Ultimately, the goal is to get to a state title game. How do you guys take from last year and move it into this year, um, whether it be motivation, whether it be just watching film? What, it, what are you looking at from last year? Um... You know, first I'd like to say that I think we have the best coaching staff in Northern Nevada, and I think they're pushing us as hard as they can every single day. Um, offense, defense, special teams, in the weight room, off the field. And uh, without those guys, we wouldn't be, um, you know, heading for that state title, I would say. So, yeah. Last year, uh, you guys had a lot of different things going on. 
How has Coach Ellen brought kind of stability and different things to the program? What do you love that he brings to the program? Yeah, uh, one of Coach Ellen's biggest things and biggest mantras he brings to our team is family. And we break on that uh, after every practice, after every lift. Um, and so we do a lot of uh, team activities um, off the field. Um, and it really just uh, bonds the brotherhood that we have with each other, I think. And so I think the off the field stuff really builds our family, truly. I had the opportunity to talk to your running back, and I also had the opportunity to talk to Carson, who plays offensive and defensive line. You guys should have a pretty good offense this year with the guys you have returning, and then defensively, you have no slouches and guys like Jackson Sellers. Uh, you know, a lot of different guys are going to be coming back as well. You even have a guy here, Champ Notice, who's also going to be a big-time contributor for you guys. What can we see? from a Husky team and your expectations this next year? Yeah, so Coach Dutton, our offensive coordinator, um, is always putting in the time every single day um, just on offensive schemes and um, how we can break down defenses and stuff like that. Um, and we have a lot of plays and a lot of different things that we can do from certain formations. And um, I just think that I would give all credit to him because he knows what he's doing and he's been doing it for so long. And uh, without him, we wouldn't have uh, that offensive IQ that's, I, I believe, at another level. We'll go to a couple of self-reflective questions. In a perfect world, Hayden, where are you in five years? In a perfect world, um, in five years, I would see myself uh, playing D1 football, for sure. Yeah. Now, we look at a lot of different strengths that you have. You have a ton of different things that you show on the field that people love. Well, what would you say is your biggest weakness, and how do you build on it? Um, biggest weakness for me, I would say, is um, last year one of my biggest weaknesses was my mental game and my understanding of the game. And so this year I've really tried to pick that up and watch more film and um, increase my QBIQ, I would say, um, on and off the field. So I think that's something I've approved on from last year. Uh, because I didn't have that full understanding of reading defenses and understanding offensive schemes. So, yeah. A lot of people see you on Friday nights. They see the guy under the helmet, but they don't always see you as a person. What is an interest or hobby that you have that people may not know about you? Yeah, so what I would say the most important thing to me is my faith um, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I'm heavily involved in Grace Church up on Rob Drive, and so... My faith is number one to me in everything that I do, for sure. Now, this upcoming year, you you talk about all the different strengths and weaknesses you have. What do you feel is your biggest strength and why the coaches feel that you're the best man to start at quarterback? Um, I think my biggest strength is that I'm a dual-threat quarterback, so I can run it and I can pass it. Um, and I believe that I'm pretty accurate and I can also run the ball very well. So I would say that I'm a dual threat QB for sure. Last question I have for you. I've been asking everybody this one. What do you feel is the greatest challenge facing high school football athletes today? Um, just in general, I would say the commitment. Um, last week we had hell week, double days every single week for six days. Um, and I think you have to be committed day in, day out, not just on the field, not just in the weight room, but what are you going to do to improve your game 
while you're away from your teammates, while you're at home, not just sitting around, but what are you going to do to improve in between practices and in between every week? So commitment for sure. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, of course. Thank you. You've been listening to the Battleborn Preps Podcast. If you're a parent, student, or staff of Northern Nevada High School Sports, you can always trust us with news and info. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Twitter at Battleborn Preps. And for schedules, news, and more info, hit the website at bbpreps.com. See you next time on the Battleborn Preps Podcast. <laughs>